Welcome to Too Many Jams. Show about all things 20-year-old. With help from friends, experts, and our own personal experiences. We have to shed some light on those things that leave our age group lost and confused. You were the quietest guy. Like, get louder. I, yeah. All right, try. Look at that, man. Anyway, we're on the jams. The too many of them. Living them, breathing them. Yeah. Two years we've been doing the pod. Still haven't figured out too many jams, but we're getting close. No, dude, we're like we're we're all coming up on three years. Coming up on three years. That's crazy. We've been doing this a long time. Yeah. It's wild. Um, you know what? Maybe maybe all it took was a worldwide pandemic to send me to hypothetical rock bottom to figure out that what I was doing before was it really. The right way to be working, or was I just a little bit off? You know, was I really pushing my comfort zone? Was I practicing what I preach? <laughs> you know what kind of hit me today, or not? I mean, I'm not normally one to get uh, all cut up in in uh, in this kind of stuff, but uh, there's there's a few people. I, I was telling Kevin about this earlier, but. There, there's a few people today that uh, that posted this this picture from the Washington Post. Did you see it? Negative. Okay, so uh, the Wa- Washington Post um, published uh, this picture of this clock that was installed. Uh, I don't really know where, actually. Um, but anyways, this clock that was installed, big one on this building for everyone to see, and uh, what it is pretty much is the doomsday clock. And it said, I think the the time on it today was around like seven years, hundred and two days, uh, somewhere within that uh, within that range. How do they get these figures? <laughs> I know, I know. This 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 is, this is exactly what I was thinking because too, right? Twi- because because get, they they can't even like predict. They have trouble predicting weather from like now until tomorrow. But yeah. And anyways, um. So what they're saying is that. Uh, this is when scientists believe that um, the Earth will start experiencing like serious problems in terms of like like flooding, like fires, like human displacement, all these things. If carbon emissions aren't uh, lowered to like lower than one and a half, who finances per- clock was wh- it? Wh- Al Gore, one and a half percent. But it just it got me it got me thinking about. Uh, I'm like like <sighs> imagine imagine in seven years there's just like. It's like legitimately like doomsday. Like there's like like a mini apocalypse, and you like get displaced and everything. And and you know just like with like COVID going on and like nothing to like look forward to and like and ev- I was feeling ev- like everything, everything kind of low lately because of the COVID's resurgence too. I know, and it it got me thinking. I'm like, what if I never get to like achieve my like dreams and goals and stuff and it like kind of hit me i'm like i'm not working hard enough to do all this stuff and then i, I have and- seven years now <laughs> to achieve everything i need a family a house a whole career holy shit and then i was also thinking i'm like you know what all this stuff that i'm doing it doesn't really matter anyways it's all just gonna be like dust. washed away and dust and okay. burnt up in a couple of years anyway so i'm like 
fuck, like, what am I working towards anyways? Like, just like, what's important to me? Like, where, like, I started thinking about all these things in my head, like, of like, what I want to do. I'm like, spend time, like, uh, I want to go out here. Like, what if I, I don't know, just all these things ran through my head. But anyways, I might just have, haven't been having one of those mornings. You want to know something that's not accurate? What? That doomsday clock. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I know. That's why, that's why I prefaced it by saying that I'm not normally one. I know. I'm just shitting on him because like, what a prop! What a fucking propaganda stunt for the ages, eh? Like, oh, it's uh, oh, is it 120 days? Oh, on the, and then what? What happens on like 119? Seven years, 119 days, we're all good. On the 20th day, God's gonna come down yeah. and take away all the I mean, the, all the max good people. Like, the max you can get on like the Weather Network is a is a 14 day trend, you know. And there, no, the, and that's wrong. And that's most of the wrong. Time. Like, you're gonna predict when I die. Yeah, and they're gonna predict. Seven years, 120 days into the future. I'm not a climate change denier, but I'm a bit of a climate change denier. <laughs> you know what I or, or sorry, I'm not a, uh, what's it? I just don't fucking believe any of these people anymore. I just get lied to so often by these like people in authority places that it's made me cynical about everything like that. Like you don't know anything about COVID. Yeah. You don't know anything about the fucking weather. You yeah. don't know anything about what it's actually like just living in normal day-to-day life, fucking white, black, and all this shit. Like, they're te- I've got white people telling me what it's like to be black. I got f- poor people telling me what it's like to be a billionaire. I got f- fucking politicians telling me that, like, or, or people saying, eat meat, it's good for you. And then a whole documentary saying, don't eat meat. I'm like, there is no consensus out there. And so I'm not going to believe these clock fucking losers, but yeah. I like the sentiment. Um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I like the idea that the one thing the COVID has taught me is that things could change in a second. And there really is no guaranteed long, chill life like, you know, our parents have been fortunate enough to enjoy for the most part. And Yeah. You're right. I, I like the idea of the clock. And just because I think everyone's a fucking liar doesn't mean I don't want to stop polluting. Yeah, tone down the greenhouse gases, you fucking liars. Yeah, but tone them down, sure. I don't want plastic in my my oceans and whatever is in my bloodstream, and like the 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 heavy metal chemicals in the water and all the stuff that yeah. everyone says. I'm like, all right, like I get it, but uh, boy, have I have I just gotta st- st- stop listening to all the fucking bullshit. You know why I was feeling especially down? Why? Because just like COVID numbers were up, and I was like, man, I was like, just as I was starting to feel a little bit more like motivated to get back to some form of normal, I was like, all right. But then I always balance that out with, you know, at least I'm happy and chilling. It could be so much worse. And then I go on social media for a minute. What's going on there? I go on social media for a minute, and I see just absolute rage 24-7 out of like, all these people is saying fuck this and fuck that and fuck the police and fuck white people and then people saying fuck liberals and fucking all lives matter, black lives matter. I'm like, who fucking, what is all of this going on? Speaking of all that, the Washington Post and billionaires, I also saw that they're, these people are specifically targeting Jeff Bezos. They're like protesting outside of his house now just for being rich and making like, Fuck! Like, get a life. Like, like get a life. Uh, crazy statements like we're coming. We're gonna eat the rich and like. Oh, eat the rich! Nice, nice, nice. 
is is there any people that have uh, done well for themselves saying stuff like that? I don't know. You know, any people that have made made something of their lives wanting to tear the system down? Like, I, I get wanting to stop racism. I get wanting to bring light to sexism. But, like... If you if the way you want to battle that stuff is by being racist and sexist in return, and then f- like being absolutely as mean and scary as possible to these people, it ain't gonna work. It's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. It's just not gonna fucking work. And you're just gonna create the the exact ugliness you put out in the world will be reflected by some other numbskull who who's a right wing lunatic that's gonna go, I'm crazy too. And fuck you for everything you're doing, and and it's just gonna go back and forth. Do do you think? Uh, speaking of people in positions of power, just yeah, like you know, uh, talking like giving facts or maybe not facts or wh- whatever they're spewing out. Do you think people the, like these types of professionals realize the power that they have and? that they can like really like sway audiences by just, you know, um, obstructing numbers or giving false numbers or, or do you think that they're actually like in the profession and like truly believe in like the research and like the integrity of the research that they're doing? Oh, you you know, do you think they're like self-aware, like self-aware enough that they're like, Oh, we can like really like sort of gain an audience here by like releasing these kinds of studies. Okay. I what I think is that everyone's the exact same and that other than like a few statistical outliers like you know psychopaths and liars and people that would want to take advantage of people I'm assuming that everyone I see on social media whatever they're yelling about they only feel that way because of everything that's happened to them in their lives everything that they've seen on social media and wasn't it? Just, oh, was your when I was in the hair studio today with your girlfriend, Bottle Rocket Hair? Check out my fucking stunning new do. She crisped it up. It's blonder than I look. Like my name is Heinrich, and I'm from Germany. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm almost borderline from Germany right now. My hair is so blonde. If I had blue eyes, I'd be fucking from Germany for sure. But uh, <laughs> your girlfriend was telling me about uh, the social dilemma. Oh yeah, and how basically everybody just sees <laughs> on social media an echo chamber of their likes, which includes political likes, which includes social beliefs, and the people that believe their social beliefs are the ones they like, and they sit there on social media, and they think everyone else sees the same shit. Yeah, it's just positive reinforcement. It just, so as much as I'm also like in my own bubble, my bubble is um, a little bit more chill because I, I do... Um, tend to just fuck up right off when I see left or right wing stuff. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm like, guns are good. Cool. Fuck off. Oh, guns are bad. Right on. Fuck right off. I'll just like a car page or like a dirt bike page or like some surfer. So I haven't, I haven't quite entered the political echo chambers, but I, f- I feel like you, um, well, I'm no, I know, I know you're, you're quite educated and I, I know I'm not, I, but but at least you like read up and can sort of back up a lot of the stuff that you say. Uh, I, f- I feel like there's a correlation between um, people that just read headlines and also p- 
people that feel the need to um, actively post about things on social media with just with no like n- like nothing to back up what they're saying or not really know what they're talking about. I, I you know? just, I, you know so what? Like, like sort of make declarations. Yeah, but you know what? I don't think it's actually to education because I'm actually not. I would consider myself very uneducated on all that stuff. You would consider me educated maybe compared to these yellers or these proclaimers that just read headlines. Yeah. But yeah. In, in terms of actually being educated on it, I'm not, which is why I don't preach any of these beliefs. I don't have a podcast where I talk about whether I believe X is right or or Y is right. It's because I haven't... I, the only thing that makes me more educated than these people is that I don't... Um, that I actually don't think I'm educated. That's what makes. That's the only thing that makes me more correct than than half of the people out there. But again, you asked if it's malicious or if it's like whatever. They're not in their minds. They're not just reading headlines and being malicious and spouting nonsense. They just care a lot and they believe these headlines and they don't. Be, they 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 haven't taken the time to doubt their beliefs and they fall into a shitload of um, cognitive traps that you learn about in basic um, psychology or whatever at school. and um, But most people are just kind of living on autopilot like that and they, they let their emotions dictate a lot of their lives. And I'm not saying that's a bad way to live. Like a, a life emotionally led can be like pretty beautiful and pretty, pretty creative, but misguided like people can absolutely use your emotions to just make you a fucking idiot like yeah, yeah. for things. But that being said, I think the, the only difference between me and them is I'm not a very emotional person and I was gifted a fortunate enough life that I got to, um, I don't know, I got to get a little bit of perspective on things. You know how like I say all the times, like you only really know you know what it's like to say be like you only really know you only really know if being successful is good right for you if you become successful or if, you only really know if being famous is right for you if you if you become it and like only, there's only a few people that can like really come to real like realizations like um you know it's only really good to to value work over friends until they've like done it too much and then they realize that they've made a mistake like like very few people can learn from other other people's lives yeah and make those choices happen. No, it's, it's got to happen for yourself. And I think a lot of these people that we see yelling and screaming on social media, I said previously, are not the regular people. They're not the people that are agreeable and and hang out in a diverse group of, like we're fortunate enough to have a, a diverse group of friends, liberal, conservative, creative, uh, or business, you know, money focused or like, like literally hippy dippy, go in a van. Like we have a really diverse friend group and they're all great people and we've been we've been gifted great parents that have told us you know to be skeptical and to try things for yourself and only only through stuff like that am i able to sit here and look at it all and be like okay i understand the real emotion behind it i understand the sentiments that these people are just people that have experienced a different life and believe what they're saying it doesn't make them stupid it doesn't make me smart cuz i could be wrong but the only thing that makes me Less wrong than them is that I believe that I could be wrong. I don't think they think they can be wrong. I think they think they're fucking right. And in my personal private opinion, like not preaching anyone to believe me at all because I don't actually know, in my personal private opinion, their efforts are misguided. Mm -hmm. 
but I think everyone's efforts are misguided. I think politicians and the 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 whole I, I think every system is flawed because there's people in it. And when there's people, there's human characteristics. There's power and greed and wanting for things without even knowing why and all the all the things that humans just possess naturally that that you and I possess just they manifest themselves in every system. So I don't look at anything like it's gospel. I try to just take it all and dissolve it down to the core principles and then live by that. So no, to answer your question, I don't think these people are malicious. I think mm-hmm. they believe in their cause. Yeah. I think they look at the data that affirms it. They spout the data that affirms it. Yeah, there might be some human characteristics in there like ego and and wanting to be right and you know like all this shit and you know they know if they do something that may not be 100% factual but they they believe is is right in their heart that they're not doing it maliciously. Yeah. Doesn't mean I don't think they're fucking idiots. Same same way as if someone did like a whole thing like the earth isn't bad. We're all good. Everything's good out there. Look at I'm good. My friends are good. I'd be like you're dumb as shit too. Like, Everyone's dumb. I think yeah, we're both yeah. dumb too. No, I guess uh, what I was thinking was it just sometimes, uh, sometimes the thought crosses my mind where I'm like, if there were people that were, to, I mean, and not that there aren't, but like we're self-aware enough to know the power that you know that they could have in some of these situations by, like, just like knowing the, I guess the persuasiveness. And, um, like how much, uh, you know, how much weight their research carries or like their word carries and stuff to just kind of get people, uh, on their side, then it, it, it can get dangerous in that sense. I like, don't get me wrong. I think they're in those human characteristics is like some malicious intent, especially when profit driven organizations. And I won't say malicious because it's more selfish than malicious. These mm-hmm. people belong to organizations and they make their livings based on a claim. And it's in their best interest to bolster that claim up as high as possible. So the same with the people running, say, an organization like Black Lives Matter. At the end of the day, they're incentivized, no matter what, who they're actually helping to bolster their organization and, and increase their livelihoods and the donations and, and all that shit. Same with the... Same with anybody that says meat is good. And there's an organization, say it's a bunch of cow farmers that are paying for studies to say meat is good for you. Or it's a pharmaceutical company paying for studies to say X or Y. Like, Yeah. Yeah, in, a, in just looked at in a vacuum, it looks malicious, but it's really just a bunch of people that have a job that are incentivized by, you know, just their livelihoods to, to provide for their family to make certain decisions to... To, to make their lives better. And uh, you as a human have a right to do that stuff. And us as a consumer has a right to question it all and try to find our own way. And so that that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think these people out there, I think they're aware of their power. And I think a lot of people do abuse it, but they're doing it out of self-interest. And that's a human characteristic. You know what I mean? Like they're... Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone would go out as hardcore as someone like, you know, Al Gore would if they didn't actually believe those studies. I don't think that they're so malicious that they have looked at the entire body of evidence, have come to the conclusion that climate change 
might be a natural phenomenon that we are contributing to very, very slightly. And then as gone, you know what? I'm going to intentionally to make millions of dollars disregard that and stake my entire reputation on only half of the evidence. But don't get me wrong. I think it's very, very disingenuous to present an argument that strongly without looking at both sides. But whether you're Al Gore and you're in a position of power or you're that guy on social media saying, fuck you for not believing the way I'm believing, you're the same person just in different positions of power with just as much of a belief in only half of whatever the argument is. Yeah. But the, the way I think about it is you'll never get, at least people in our state of education, in the current state of the world, you'll never get like a centralized belief system. You'll get people in the middle, like you or me, that find ourselves somewhere on the left and somewhere on the right on most issues, but generally close to the center. And you'll like you'll get those people, but in order to actually get progression, it's like you need you need this like pendulum swing. It's always a pendulum swing. We go too far conservative and then hippies arise and they go, you know, you guys are like banning gay marriage and like love is love and like you're you're way too uptight and like this conservative like bible thumping america isn't right for me and then you start a 40 year and like racism and all this gender gap blah blah blah, blah. you start a 40 year c- civil rights movement at some point you're going to go too far and then people will start to push back conservative you see it actually in a lot of like extremely liberal com- countries that get referenced all the time like norway and sweden you see conservative uprisings because uh, a too liberal mentality taken too far um, sometimes creates bad outcomes uh, because it, it sometimes like any any idea, no matter how you know good the liberal ideas sound, taken too far becomes socialism, and uh, socialism is fucking bad because human characteristics will always show up. Yeah, yeah. There'll always be power disparities, whether it's billionaires that made their shit through the free market or whether it's dictators and people in a socialist thing that took and stole and and manipulated their political power to make sure that they were wealthy and other people didn't have what they have. It's 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 natural. Either way. Yeah. Oh, I blacked out again. <laughs> um what uh what else do we have? What's next? No, nothing. I I uh I was going to talk actually just about how just all the stuff I've been seeing is kind of just got me feeling like I got to just get off. Just got to get off the the media, the social media. You know, or like or like severely limit it. Just use it for business and connecting with friends, but like just stop cruising it and TikTok is a fucking child porn epicenter. Like it's a dis- it's just like fucking horny teenagers and uh, political messages that mean nothing to anyone. Uh, YouTube is a is a endless source of clickable entertainment. Oh yeah, just you can just keep going. Instagram. I think I've I think I've reached the end of Instagram. I don't think there's anything new. I don't think I've, there's a single yacht I haven't seen. Yeah, a single thought. I haven't seen a single motorbike, a single motocross jump, a boat yeah. race, a fucking musician, a guitar, a painting. I don't think there's anything I haven't fucking seen. 
that Instagram can curate for me. Um, it's yeah. You know what? I think I've. I mean, I've. Uh, yeah, my my social media usage, I think, definitely is like I'm less. I don't care as much about being active or being present, and I don't know whether that's just kind of sort of goes in hand with like our current situation where like uh social we're doing anything we're, 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 yeah we're not doing anything like social lives don't and like aren't, aren't that relevant right now but i was thinking about it today actually one thing that i uh, i was drawing i was drawing some correlations in my head and i'm like one thing that i think uh social media or just i think overall um people's quick access to things whether it's like music or news or um social media any any sort of updates uh i was i was thinking like that it's it's made like i I feel like it's had effects on our generation in that we like other things that where our parents would have normally uh or like our parents generation would have normally had more patience for you know whether it's like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna work in this job for like you know 10 20 years and then and then like slowly build up like savings and like everything like was more uh sort of built out over time they're like okay i'll like i'll be making good money you know in 10 15 years once i once i climb the ladder a little bit Mm -hmm. as opposed to like now we see like all these tech billionaires or like these like everyone with everyone's got their own company and their startups and like and people are like oh like okay money's gonna come quick like people are just expecting uh and i'm just using that as one example but do you get what i'm saying that that people are are just you know like because everything's at at your fingertips people are expecting everything else to come just as quickly that um that that don't the thing really. is, I don't think it's too different. I agree, but I don't think it's too different from our parents' generation. I think patience might have changed, but I don't think the results really vary. I think like for as many of our parents that were um, grinding jobs to get to successful places, yeah, I think there was just as many people that were doing whatever the status quo would be comparably at the time. Yeah, going into a job that maybe didn't have that outlook, or or being kind of like job to job, or I don't know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think the, I think yeah, our generation as a whole probably is definitely more instant gratification focused, and yeah, maybe maybe lacks the patience for certain things like, you know, the the time it would take to take care of their yard or build a shed or fucking. I don't know, like handiwork or like, there, I, I'm sure there's some things that interests have faded. Um, but no, I don't think as a whole, like I think there was a lot of entrepreneurs back then too. Uh, I think there's a lot of people that made money alternative ways. I just think that the status quo at the time or like the, sorry, not the status quo, but the opportunities at the time were careers. Mm-hmm. Companies were growing and you would grow with a company and that was available at the time. Whereas nowadays, at least also probably with the the bottleneck of baby boomers in executive positions, like companies don't really have that traditional structure to the top anymore. 
the middle management is is so packed with people that you know yeah you can move up to a relative level but to for executives and high level VPs and stuff I feel like th- those aren't hired internally anymore they're hired from people that have done you know several different project style like executive positions maybe they've started their own company and then transitioned to an executive role like it's not I think they pluck people that have you know from from outside the company versus just grooming up um Whereas back the day when these companies were starting, before they were like the mega, mega corporations, people probably moved up with it. And they were the industry leaders. They were breaking ground. Um, whereas nowadays, the only ground being broken really is like tech. So that's where you're seeing like that same kind of, you're seeing quick money because there's just more money out there. There's just more um, investors and, and people that you can get information to of these tech companies. And it still doesn't happen that quick. These people grinded for years. Yeah, and yeah. There's just more access to capital because of incubators and and people are looking to give their money. It's like I don't think I don't think it's actually too different. I don't think any of that because also a lot of the people working now were a little bit after social media. Like the people in their thirties, like our age, we were like half and half. Mm-hmm. You know, and it still affected us. It's it's really going to be the next generation that like don't even remember pre-internet. I've always had an iPhone and apps in their hand. Yeah, yeah. That we're maybe going to see some serious shifts, but I just think at the end of the day, at the end of the day, human nature prevails. People's desires to be successful will overrun. You know what? It'll it'll just the same kind of dispersions will play out. Whatever the playing field. The is. apocalypse doesn't get us in seven years and hundred two days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'll <laughs> tell you, this generation will die quick. They will die. We will not survive. My survival skills. Yeah. Like how many people out there know how to like, like just take care of themselves in the wild, just even camp, have like a basic like camp and fire starting and like how to gut a, an animal. Yeah. I mean, I, I probably figure it out, but. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean could I? Yeah. I, I, I feel like, I feel like I'd be pretty good. I mean, okay. You know what? My camp skills don't, really like like yeah don't really translate into into like You've you know finding stuff out in the wilderness what do you and like do? you 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 what food are you gonna eat like yeah. what what stuff lasts finding in the stores like what what animals can you kill what parts of these animals can you kill i remember i remember i was reading this article about brad pitt For what parts of animals can you eat <laughs> i was i was reading this uh this this long article that gq did with brad pitt and he was talking about I th- I think it was his like some sort of rehabilitation because uh, he was he was a big wine drinker and he was talking about this camp that uh, that he went to and he liked he liked being out there because uh, everything everything that he had to do whether it's like go get water or eat or everything involved labor. Mm-hmm. And like cleaning up and everything, and he 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 made a comment like that he he enjoyed that because it's good for the soul because it it just I you agree. know it keeps you it keeps you active and everything and you know it's it's not so instant gratification. I totally agree. Um, we're such soft little fucking city boys, and it isn't a very gratifying life when I Uber Eats Bagel House. 
where I pop into Tim Hortons and like we've been get everything from the grocery store and stuff. And I, I have a strong desire to um, kind of like have a chicken coop or like a little herb <laughs> garden or actually hunt. And yeah. I, I know this is unpopular and a lot of people out there might be like, I know a lot of vegans are, are, are extremely anti-hunting, but the more I think about it and don't get me wrong, I'm biased from listening to a lot of Joe Rogan, but I think he's full of shit too, just like everyone else. But I do like the idea. So unless someone can prove to me that meat is bad, um, until that day comes, yeah, I'll believe that you know good meat is is good for you in, in the right amounts. Um, I do really like the idea of knowing how to kill the food you're eating and like working for it and looking looking at an animal and and understanding i know it's not sustainable maybe for a whole population but but just for an individual or someone like me to to feel you know to feel that to to, to grow stuff and mm-hmm. and uh to, to kill your own meat and know how to prepare it and cook it and store it would be just a great skill to have come anything mm-hmm. i don't i don't i don't hate on the people that prep for stuff it might be a little crazy to go overboard and have like a doomsday bunker and you know but but having like your mom's pantry where she's got like enough food for like eight months you know maybe maybe in extreme cases you know it wouldn't be crazy i don't think it's crazy to own some guns i have a gun i have my licenses i really don't think it's crazy because you see how scary people get when things get a little wonky in the States. Imagine something major, anything major. Like these are, these are people yelling and scry- crying about um, race, but imagine a currency collapse. Imagine like famine. Imagine a recession worse than we've seen where people are starving and people are desperate. Like it's, it's po- anything is possible. Yeah, it's right? possible. And like how heavily things are played out in the media these days, it's like you see it firsthand, exactly like everything that's going on, and like like this this was this was like a prime example of of uh, just the craziness and like being able to witness it firsthand. Also, some of the most interesting people are the people that live kind of like a not a hard life, like as in like oh they're raised in the streets. I mean, like a hard life, like they're just like a hard person, like mentally tough. Like don't let anything come easy. Like the softer people like me, the way I'm living now, it's just like, it's so weak. It's so gross. It's like, yeah, it's like everything comes easy on your phone, like video games, like, like, Oh, like I, I don't want to do this or like, I don't want to do that. And I don't know. I, I do think, I do think there's something, uh, there's something romantic about just like putting in the work, building something with your own hands that we might have missed out on just in the modern era, growing up in a city that maybe my mom would have got grown up in the country with her, you know, with her dad in Halliburton. And that's that, that's one thing that I've been trying to do throughout the days. That is like while I'm while I'm not working or you know not, just not like I don't really have anywhere to be is. Um, 
is like trying to fill my days with work so that like at the end of the day when kind of everyone else would be finishing work that I feel somewhat fulfilled and that you know when I when I go to like turn on a movie or something it doesn't feel like you know I'm I'm doing the same thing that I've been doing like the whole day you know and it Mm -hmm. it, it feels better like it's and I I can I can see how uh you know it, it it might be the same case if if you were to start hunting or something or you had to like get your own meals that you know like yeah you gotta hunt for your meal you appreciate your meal more it's like you know you're i've just been trying to like do stuff that makes me appreciate the off time that i have more well it's like it's also like you think about it and like do 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 we really do i really just want to move to the country right now and live a life of farming and and killing no. and killing my own meat. No, but do I think there's a part of life that I'm missing out on? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to fully be that person because ideally life goes well for me. You know, I hit my goals. I can live a comfortable life and provide a comfortable life and choose to add toughness to it as I please, like a a, a hunting trip or like a herb garden or you know, and just just add things for enjoyment not you know apocalyptic survival um so yeah i'm not saying like oh like people should live this way i'm just saying like it's something that i don't think we even dabble in no one is interested in to even like even just small things like just like who cuts our fucking lawn (laughs) i I don't know some guy comes comes randomly like it's like and he and he does the whole lawn with a whipper snipper? <laughs> are yeah, like are there are there little are there things that like you can kind of take agency over in your life? I'm not saying you have, like the lawn, but are there things you can take agency over, like your health and your fitness that you know add a little bit of satisfaction to your day that the way I'm living now I don't get playing a you know a video game someone else made, watching YouTube videos that someone else created, not creating anything because when we make music that's fulfilling, when we put out content that's fulfilling. It's like it, it it just in terms of everything, there's definitely it's definitely something to consider. But speaking of um uh fulfilling and, and creating stuff on social media, so I wasn't saying that I want to so you're like, Oh, I, I'm not really active on social media because we're not socializing and we're not putting stuff out. But what I'm saying is like the opposite. Like I wanna change the way I I've always wanted to change the way I use social media. I think they're tools. Yeah. Everything's a fucking tool to make it easier for you to achieve whatever you want to achieve. Like your girlfriend Liv was telling me today that a lot of her customers come from her Instagram account. Yeah, she's been killing it on her Instagram account. She runs and like I I see it firsthand how much work she's putting into it and like I mean you see her account too, mm-hmm. like the the whole aesthetic. Yeah. Like, tons of people have just been all about it. Yeah, and to boot, she does she does good work, so that helps when you show it off. But a thing that you and I don't do is use Instagram that well for that. Yeah. I cruise it. Yeah. I watch a lot of the Explorer feed. I rip through and like all my friends' photos, like fucking just bing, 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 go down, and then I'm like, oh, I got go on to something else. But um, I, I would love to get off the Explorer feed, get off the Explorer feed of YouTube, yeah, and only use these things to make my life better. Mm-hmm. 
like post about all the shit I'm doing all the time. That's what it's for. It's a it's a bulletin yeah. board for my career. Yeah. Um, on YouTube, YouTube is amazing. I've learned everything I know about production, about fucking vehicles, about finance, about you name it. Like anything I need to like learn about outside of the textbook, you watch YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. I, I, any, I, I've learned how to work on my my motorbikes just through YouTube videos. Yeah, like, everything. Um, how to how to. I, you know what? I don't even. I don't. I rarely look at guitar tabs anymore. I yeah. always go to YouTube because I find they're better. And um, you know, if I got addicted to, as I said before, if I got addicted to getting better at my career path, then watching fucking video game videos. That's hours and hours of of bettering myself through that tool. But the problem is, is these tools have a, and if, if we were creating content that people were enjoying on YouTube, all of a sudden YouTube becomes money. Like I told mm-hmm. you, and I don't know if I've told the listeners out there, but once upon a time I had a video on YouTube that hit 2 million views and I got paid several thousand dollars. This was before the, uh, what do they call it? The adpocalypse. Yeah. Yeah. The ad po- exactly. Before YouTube changed their content policies because, uh, there was a lot of swear words in this video. It was like a dirt biking clip um, and uh, a road owner got in a fight with one of my buddies who's riding dirt bikes on the land. And it was like a hilarious and very rude and vulgar fight. Um, and it got 2 million views and I got paid. And then YouTube changed their policies and stopped advertising on, and promoting videos like that. And it literally just cut off. But like if, if we were people that were just putting out videos often, Instead of YouTube being this dark hole of time wasting, it's money. It's it's people looking at our covers, at our music, and it's something that we haven't been doing because it's something outside of our comfort zone. And it'd just be nice to rework all these tools to do the equivalent of hunting your meat or growing your own herbs for the things you use day to day. So for Instagram, would be creating content. Mm-hmm. It would be contributing on social media, you know, commenting, messaging people, connecting, actually being a contributor. Cause you always get in or you get out what you put in to everything. Yeah. And if all you put in is just cruising it, you're not going to get followers. You're not going to get people interacting with your music. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, um, it's just these little things that like need, I need to come out of COVID with a different mentality about all of it. Um, but again, as I was talking to your girlfriend today, there's a huge step in our entire three years of the podcast has been identifying the steps to achieve stuff. Yeah. And we've spent three years half-assing those steps, never really <laughs> sticking with them. No. And that's the key. I think that is the key to success that I can't figure out is making my actions day-to-day match my desires oh were you guys talking about this today all day we talked yeah. about it for hours yeah because it is a it's a long what was what was her input what was she saying she well she was talking about for her she was more talking about how she she's actually like me because i said you know and i've said on previous podcasts that um i think the way i've been working although it looks really productive, like, oh, start businesses, start a podcast, start a band, put out this, put out that. It's all been relatively within my comfort zone. 
for whatever reason, with the the life I've been given and, and the the tools I have, all that stuff is very comfortable for me. Yeah. And I said, like, the reason I don't post on on social media or I, I hit plateaus at the gym or I hit plateaus with certain businesses is because I have these mental comfort zone barriers, whether it's, you know, um, not wanting to commit more time to something. So I don't, uh, I, I don't want to, um, work out more at the gym than I already do. So I just stay at a plateau, but I, I desire to hit bigger goals at the gym. Why, you know, uh, but really I have the time and I'm using it on other things, procrastinate. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's, or with businesses, I'm afraid to put my name out there and say, Hey, buy my stuff and listen to my music and, and listen to my podcast. Because for some reason I have these like self doubt feelings where I don't feel like I put in enough work to stuff to deserve the praise, but they're just like mental blocks and, and weird fears about annoying people or, asking for help is like like it's all these weird mental things that I'm aware of but they're patterns that exist so she says she has patterns and fears and that she has this weird thing where sometimes when she gets really busy or really stressed she disassociates with kind of life like she just gets in a zone or like a uh, uh, and it could be for weeks, she says, or like it, she said sometimes in life before it's been longer than a few weeks, it's been like a year or two where she's just felt like disassociated with who she is and fears and like, and it, it's, it's sometimes it's a response for people with trauma. Sometimes it's a, like a way to cope with stress or whatever. You just disassociate. And she says when she gets in those states that, she just like kind of has like a fuck it mentality mm-hmm. and she just goes with her gut. And like that, that's a, I'm sure that there is still some thought with it, but it's kind of like an emotionless thought because it's disassociated. It's like, I'm not afraid or care what's yeah, yeah. going on around her. Yeah. She can be very impulsive. Mm-hmm. So she says in those States, a lot of times she was saying how that's when she decided to leave her job and start a business. Oh Yeah. That's when she decided to end a relationship previously. That's when she decided to move or like I added those last two examples, but she said she's made some pretty big decisions doing stuff like that. And she was saying how like sometimes they're good decisions and sometimes they're bad decisions and she doesn't think it's a good way to do things. And I I was like, well, like it seems to me like the business was a good decision. She's like, yeah, I would have never done that if I wasn't in that state. I would have been too scared. I would have not like had the courage or the confidence. And I was like, like, what about the mistakes you think you've made? Like, wh- what were th- were any of them really bad, or did they all become good things? She's like, well, they all became good things. And I was like, well, like maybe it's not good to be impulsive. I don't think it's the good to be impulsive, but impulsiveness might be better than inaction. Do you know what I'm saying? Like. If your if your default is in action, mm-hmm. doing nothing, mm-hmm. I think impulsive people generally get further because they <laughs> they make those mistakes and then yeah. they learn from them or yeah, good yeah, things happen. Sure. And uh, so I was just saying, like you know, maybe it's not pure impulsiveness with her. Maybe there is thought behind it. She just thinks it's impulsive because it's not like her. But I thought it was, I thought it was a pretty cool concept that yeah, like 
I bet you a lot of the reasons why I don't do stuff is like these patterns and and these things inside me, um, which I'm aware of, but I choose to keep living by those patterns because it's easier and I'm more comfortable that way. And if I, if I got in the habit of pushing my comfort zone repeatedly, I would just make new habits, right? And you're, if, if you got in a habit of pushing your comfort zone and starting to enjoy it, then you'd hit new plateaus everywhere. And we, we talked about that in a prior episode. So the question is, how did you, how do you get there? I was like, how do you, how do you Build, make building, building habits? And, uh, I mean, I'm guilty of this, but like, I'm, I'm a, I'm a big believer that, uh, in this, in the saying of, uh, how you do, how how you do something is how you do everything, and just because I think I think it filters out into, at like uh, it's uh, sort of all facets of your life, all habits, um, like even like dude, I was just thinking comfort zone thing for me would to be like, be able to sit up, sit up straight in this chair. I mean this this might be more <laughs> muscle too, but like hold my hold my mic here for an entire episode without like. I love to rest, you know, and it's just like, it's just building those, building those habits. But do you think, yeah, that's the thing, but then you have to, A, you have to believe that slouching is bad. Yeah. B, you have to desire to be someone who doesn't slouch. Mm-hmm. C, you have to choose the action. Like look in the camera. I look so much, I'm, I'm normally getting down here like this. This is, this is better. This but is better but that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's, it's clear. It's clear. A lot of people are good at desires. Oh, I desire to be a rock star. I desire to be to to have a house in or a cottage one day or a cool car or I desire to be like a a, a successful entrepreneur. Like people are good at desires. Yeah. Even less people are good at figuring out the actions of someone who achieves those desires. And uh you know, I think we're decent at that. But even fewer um have any fucking clue how to change or get out of their day-to-day habits to achieve those desires. The people that you see out there that achieve those desires are often people, like I said, I'm born with whatever happened to me in my life, that I act a certain way and I have my own patterns. They manifest themselves the way they do with all my ventures. And um, the people that often you see get successful have that their life and the and the things that have happened to them have made them people with maybe incredible willpower or or are doers or are impulsive or are x y and z that help them to achieve desires not a lot of people change not a lot of people go from super comfortable to super successful or from from super this to super that uh but people do and and uh, like those are the people that might know something or maybe they don't even know because maybe something happened to them that caused them to change. Maybe it was an addiction or a loss of a family member and then they mm-hmm. all of a sudden change. Like very few people just can consciously break down their life, pick a new set of steps and become a different person. And it's for me, the final step to that puzzle, because I think I have, I'm not the best at identifying my patterns but I'm decent at at least recognizing the patterns and results and the patterns in what I'm doing. I don't know why, but I know that I, I consistently hit these plateaus everywhere in my life. 
and that on the other side of those plateaus is something I don't like to do. Mm-hmm. So I often don't do the things I don't like to do. So like at least I'm there. I know the actions of people that are successful in the things I want to be good at. But the final step is the desire to day to day change all the little things that I do in a way and the willpower required to, to do everything outside of your normal comfort zone fucking every day. I don't know where that comes from and I can do it for two months. I can do it for three months but then I stop. I can do it for two weeks or three weeks and then I stop. It's like, I, I don't know where that endless source comes from. And I really just think there's no magical solution and you just have to bang your head against the wall. And when you want to stop, you just have to push through that three month barrier and get to six months. And like, you just have to recognize that yeah. these patterns pop up at regular intervals. And the second you feel yourself wanting to go back to comfort land, you kick yourself in the nuts again and you say, you're a loser <laughs> and you got to fucking keep going. <laughs> you fucking loser. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think that's the, uh, I think that's a good way to sort of top it all off. Co- yeah. Cause, cause COVID has created new habits and it only took six months. Mm-hmm. I'm a different person in COVID. My day to day habits are entirely different and that only took six months. So I can restart again and be someone completely different in six months. I know that for sure. But it depends whether they're going to be, I mean, it's easy to build. Bad da- habits. Downward, right. bad habits. It's hard to build upward. But I bet you the time spans habits. are the same. Time spans definitely the same. If you did this, if you did great habits every day for six months. Foundation. You built a foundation. Yeah. Because same way, like if I've done bad habits for six months in COVID, I built a foundation, but it's not unbreakable. It's still not like you just you just gotta. I mean, we've tried every fucking trick in the book, keeping track, like keeping track of each other, like journals, this that. Like you just you gotta want it. You gotta want to be that person, and it's just. It's and if you gotta, don't want it, you won't get there. It's gotta be innate. The only trick we haven't tried, yeah, is never stopping. Never stop. Never stopping. Never st- n- don't. Don't, don't stop never stopping or whatever it is <laughs> we, because we we question i think what we do too much of is try to make the right decision so it makes it really tedious yeah. to to push our comfort zone because i'm a perfectionist and i always stress about sending the right message the right email the right like reach out make the right choice with the music video or with the song that it's so taxing to be out of my comfort zone Mm-hmm. that I don't get a lot done out of my comfort zone. Whereas if I tone down the perfectionism and let just pure output and belief in my skill development take over, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be that hard to live in a, in a different way than I'm living now. You know, if I stopped stressing about the perfection of it yeah. and just trusted the abilities and, and the results of just action and action and action over time, it wouldn't be that taxing. Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. But yeah, anyway, the self-diagnosis on this podcast has been a three-year journey. COVID has been a nice cherry on top of the destruction of the way we were doing it the two and a half years prior of of trying every which way for two or three months. I want the post-COVID come up 
Because I'm, I'm almost 30. Like, this is going to be a show for 20-year-olds in a year and a half, in a year and three quarters. I turned 28 a month ago. Month ago. Yeah, you know what? That's that's one thing that often lights a bit of a fire under my ass is just thinking that, like, you know, the older we get, the and and the less close we are to fulfilling any of our dreams, that the 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 closer we are to giving up on them. Yeah, you know what I mean, 100%. and that and that scares me. Well, it scares me thinking that. I've always believed that the twenties are a time for you to figure this out. Yeah. And if, and you know, as we, as we see with our friends getting engaged, some people having kids, I know their priorities might've been those things earlier, Mm -hmm. but we're going to have to have those things too. And every one of those things you add on, um, is going to make it harder to, to, to get from a standstill to successful. Whereas if you already have momentum, you know, it's going to be easier to keep those dreams alive and I just don't, I don't, I won't let myself uh, come out of uh, the defining decade as the book where we got the name of this podcast from. If I don't come out of the defining decade, having given um, like complete transformation, like my absolute best. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I really do feel like, it's going to happen for us because even in all of our toiling, we still get shit done. And I always like to bring back that as much as I give myself shit, we still get shit done. Yeah. We still have all the things that we say we're going to do. It just takes longer and we don't do enough of it, but we do do it all. We do it well. Um, but yeah, there's going to be no trick, man. If, if it's just literally bang your head against it, and either you're weak and you won't make it, or you're strong and you do make it. And we'll see. Time will tell. Memory card's full. Let's end it. Adios. Thanks, everybody. See you next Tuesday. Walking down the nighttime, springtime, needling my way home. I saw Leah on the bus a few months ago. I saw some old friends at her funeral. Steps keep splitting my grief through these solipsistic moods. I should call my parents when I think of them. Should tell my friends when I love them. Maybe I should have gone out a bit more. When you guys are still in town, I got too caught up in my own shit. It's how every outcome such come down.